Hello there, beautiful, and welcome back to the Success Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Bernad. This is episode 195, entitled 26 Ways for High Achieving Visionary Women to Not Have Their Most Successful Year in Business. Now, the title may sound counterintuitive to what you are trying to create, but I promise you there is absolutely method in my madness. I'm going to introduce you to a concept that is really going to change the way that you think about creating success, but most importantly, it's going to help you to create, um, you know, clarity, confidence and certainty around exactly where your focus needs to be to make the next 12 months in business super successful and deeply fulfilling as well, which over here at the Success Revolution is what we're all about. My client is follow your fulfillment and that's exactly what I encourage everyone that listens into the podcast and everyone that works with me to do. So, If you're ready to dive into this week's episode, let's go. Welcome to the Success Revolution podcast with Gemma Banad. Okay, so let's dive into today's episode. As I said, this title, The 26 Ways for High Achieving Visionary Women to Not Have the Most Successful Year in Business is somewhat casualative. But as I said, there is absolutely method to my madness and I'm going to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes as to where that method lies, okay? So, you know, I want to introduce you to this concept that is called in the inverted thinking method. Let me give you some background. About nine months ago, I was reading a book um, by a guy called David Goggins. I'll be honest with you, I can't remember whether I've mentioned him on the podcast or not, but I was reading his book, You Can't Hurt Me. In fact, I was listening to the audio book. It's super long. It's really an incredible book. You know, if you're not familiar with David Goggins, he is, I think, the only guy to actually have reached the elite level of every armed services over in the US, okay? So, like, Navy, Air Force, fire, like, all of it. Anyway, he's also an ultra-athlete. And my husband was reading the book, and he also did David Goggins 4x4x4 challenge last year, which is where you run four miles every 4 by 4 by 48 <laughs> He's going to listen to this episode. Sorry, honey, for getting that wrong. But it was actually March, I think, last year. We did the 4 by 4 by 8 which is four miles every four hours for 48 hours. It was an incredible achievement to see him do that. He was, he was, I was so proud of him. He was so proud of himself. So my husband follows David Goggins. He really likes his concepts, you know, stay hard. It's really just about getting up and just doing the thing, like going after your goals and just doing it. Now, some of the things that he talks about, like this whole stay hard concept, like, uh, I don't know, I think there is a little bit of toxic masculinity in it. However, under the surface of him, there are some really incredible principles, okay? Anyway, it was as I was reading this book, You Can't Hurt Me, that I came across the concept known as the inverted thinking method. He didn't call it this. Um, it's only been recently that I've actually been able to put a name to what he talked about, but he was actually talking about something that was so incredibly helpful for me as I began um, a health journey last year. Um, he was talking about how when running ultra marathons, so many people 
spend a large part of their mental energy focused on the end goal, crossing the finish line, okay? So all the work, you know, talk about visualisation with athletes. It's a, it's a huge method that a lot of high-performing athletes use, okay? And you'll often see at the Olympics, a lot of them, especially, you know, I notice it's at the swimming, a lot of them will sit down, they'll have music in their ears, they'll, you know, still themselves, they'll go through a visualisation, and a lot of the time that visualization is them, it's crossing the finishing line, winning, you know, breaking the world record, all of those achievement-based things. And what David talked about was, okay, that's great. But what happens is not many people then prepare themselves for the journey, for the actual race. And obviously, if you're an ultra athlete, I mean, these are guys that run you know, 100-kilometre races, 100-mile races. I mean, they run for days. It's unbelievable the physical feats that these that are into the ultramarathons actually achieve. So, you know, the crossing of the finishing line for them is a split second in what can be, you know, a 24, 36-hour race. So there's a lot of time and a lot of things can happen in that time. And so David talked about how he's like, I think about all the things that could possibly go wrong. All of the things that could go wrong in that race is what I think about. And what I do when I think about is I think about what I'm going to do if and when they happen. How am I going to prepare myself for those? And I remember at the time thinking, this is such an incredible concept. This is really you know, this is so true. And I looked at how I could apply it in my business. And also at that time, I really looked at how I could apply it with my own health and fitness journey. So I made a, I, even, I, mean, I made a decision about midway through 2022. I wasn't really taking care of my physical body as much as I would like to. I, I absolutely um, put on some weight and wasn't really feeling as great as I knew I could. And I decided I wanted to lose some excess weight and really just get into a strong, consistent habit in terms of exercise and nutrition. And so I started applying it. I started doing a lot more running, um, which I've loved in the past. And I started, you know, preparing myself mentally for all the things that, you know, would come up. Also, you know, thinking about, okay, tomorrow morning, I might not want to get out of bed. So how am I going to prepare for that? Okay, we're going out for dinner. It's quite likely that there is going to be chocolate cake on the menu. Okay, how am I going to prepare for that? So it was really about not just being in this, okay, I'm just going to be like in denial and I don't need them to ignore it. I'm just going to address some of these pitfalls, some of these potholes that are going to come up along the way. And it's something I've also been able to apply to business. And it's really helping me in my application in business as well. But the inverted thinking method is an incredible concept that a lot of the really great thinkers and also some of the most successful people use and they use it regularly. And what it is, is it's a way of thinking where you think about the opposite of what you want. Okay, so if you want to make $100,000 in your business this year or if you want to have your most successful year in business this year you think about the opposite okay so 
I'm going to have my most unsuccessful year in business. I'm not going to make $100,000. What you do is you consider the worst case scenario so that you can better prepare for some of the air quote negative experiences that inevitably pop up along the way. And it also helps you to really get clear in this instance of like what not to do. Because what you're left with when you go through this process of inverted thinking is a crucial list of all the things you must not do if you want to achieve the thing that you want. So we're going to talk in the context of business. So it's like, okay, I want to have my most successful year in business yet. That's really like my most successful and most fulfilling year in business. Yeah, that's really my goal. So I need to think about all the ways that I can have my most unsuccessful year in business, my most unfulfilled year in business. And if I think about that, what are all the things, okay, that I'm going to do to have my most unsuccessful year in business, my most unfulfilling year in business. When I have that list, I'm going to have a list of all the things that's important for me to avoid, to not do, to be aware of that might come up, that's going to take me away from where I want to go and take me towards where I don't want to go. And this is so important because I work with a lot of really big visionary women and they spend a lot of time, they love being up in the dream right they love being up in the dream they love spending time in the vision they love nurturing it they love talking about it they love meditating on it they love writing about it they love thinking about it okay and what happens is and i've seen this firsthand i've seen the the flip side of being a big visionary and that is a lot of the time They can be easily derailed when they hit potholes on the way to their vision. And these potholes, these speed humps, these bumps in the road are inevitable. I think we talk about them enough. You know, we honestly talk about business being easy and effortless and all those things. And that's not as a a result or because of an absence of things, mistakes happening, hardship. That's actually more to do with how you actually deal with them. It's more about being able to have a nervous system that's very resilient in the face of those potholes, okay? You know, and I get all of this. I'm going to tell you, I think the law of attraction world has a lot to answer for, like all that what you think about you attract nonsense really makes it hard for people because if I don't think about the bad things, then they're going to happen. I'm like, come on. Seriously, that the universe is not that sensitive, that if you think, if you take some time to think about some of the opposite things you should be doing, that you're going to attract what you don't want. If anything, it's going to bring these things into a heightened space of awareness so that you can make conscious decisions that are aligned with your vision and not aligned with where you don't want to go, okay? So if you are, you know, someone who loves to dream, who loves to think about, you know, you love your vision boards, you love to think about manifestation, you know, the vision, you love doing the work on the vision, but the execution of or when you're actually in the journey, you find it hard to do what I call, which is manage the gap. This, You want to be successful in business, you'll learn how to manage the gap. The gap is I'm here living today in this reality. I have X, Y, Z happening in my business. Where I desire to be is wherever that is, whatever that looks like, whatever that goal is. Now I have to travel from here, the journey, the gap. We've got to get real, like a rock star, 
at mastering the journey. That's how you achieve your goals. And so we need to be very aware of our patterns of behaviour that don't support our vision, some of the external um, situations that may come up which could derail us, all of those things. And so that's exactly what this podcast episode is all about. When I was putting together this list, I'm going to tell you, I really wrote this for myself, okay? I want to put a warning label. I want to slap a warning label on this episode. There is sarcasm, okay? I'm trying to bring a little bit of lightness to this, all right? You know, take the sarcasm, all right? Have a laugh with me. But at the end of the day, I want you to take from this a list of things that after my 15 years as an entrepreneur, building multiple, multiple six-figure businesses and helping hundreds of women, this list is for me and what I've experienced, but it's also things I have seen with my clients. So take from this list what you will, add to it what you want, remove from it, But I am going to encourage you to come up with your own inverted thinking around the big goal that you're here to achieve with this episode, okay? So I'm going to dive in. I'm not going to, like, there's 26 of these. I'm going to tell you I could have written more. I could have kept going. As I posted posted this on social media, I could have written more. (laughs) But I had to just stop because I could have just kept going. Okay, so I'm not going to explain them in huge detail because I'll be here forever otherwise, but I'm going to read them through for you and I'll put a little bit of additional verbiage and thoughts around it, okay? So number one, stay the same. Failure loves certainty, okay? you got to change. That's the truth. You stay the same, don't think or don't expect your circumstances in your business change. Number two, over-consume and under-implement because the answer lies in another unfinished course, book, podcast or webinar. Now, this one I want to talk to a little bit. This has become one of my pet peeves, and this is because I experienced this, signing up to like every single opt-in and webinar and masterclass and program, and I found myself in the midst of a 12-month program with someone, like getting more and more content. It was like a pages of notes, and I was like, there is no integration and implementation going on here. It's just more knowledge. I'm telling you right now, more knowledge is disempowering. It is not empowering. What we need to focus on is implementation. Integration and implementation. It is one of the core phases of growth and transformation. Knowledge is one part of it, but knowledge is nothing without action that goes along with it. Okay. Number three, focus on short-term goals because your body loves the dopamine that comes from instant gratification. (laughs) Okay. Be very careful with this. The body gets addicted to the chemical release in the body when you have like wins, short-term focus. Oh my God, I'm going to sell this program right now. I'm going to have a high cash month. Like we get like immediate gratification is to the detriment of both unrealistic and fulfilling success. I'm going to tell you right now. Number four, chase money and put it on a pedestal. Number five, ignore money and float down the river Nile. All right? You've got to find a balance with money that involves you looking at your money but not chasing it, respecting it and being open to it but not hunting it down. Number six, sell to people who undervalue your work. Number seven, undersell to people who value your work. Seriously, you have got to make sure you are sent to the right people, people that value your work, people that want your work, 
people that need your work, people that have the money to invest in your work. That is really important. And that, by the way, is on you, not them. Number eight, be inconsistent in your sales and marketing strategies because a confused audience always buys. Said no one ever, okay? Doesn't mean, look, I've experimented over the years with some marketing strategies. I have done them all. I'm going to tell you, okay? But you have to be very careful about inconsistency in those strategies. Chopping and changing all the time. If you create confusion in your audience, they will not buy from you. I've experienced that firsthand. Number nine, remain inside your comfort zone because change happens on the outside when you don't change on the inside. Not true, okay? You remain inside your comfort zone, then expect to get comfortable results, okay? Number 10, this could be controversial. Do more mindset work because that 5% of your conscious mind controls Hang on a second, let me rephrase that. Because that 5% your conscious mind controls is 100% going to affect 95% of your results. It's not true. Your subconscious mind holds the power. Mindset work is overused in our industry. Overused. All right? I'm going to give you a couple of other points on this as we talk more. You do not need more mindset work. Trust me. Okay, your conscious mind is not where the power lies. Number 11, sell your programs, not your method. This is for those coaches and healers, consultants out there. People want programs, not tested solutions. Okay, it's ridiculous. Okay, what are you known for? Sell that. Number 12, become known for nothing. The person who's known for nothing will be known for everything. Okay, this is true. But what? particularly now I'm going to tell you we are the truth is we are absolutely in especially if you're in the coaching consultancy space all right like what are you known for what are you known for what are the values what is your identity what do you stand for if you don't communicate that then don't expect people to know you for anything Number 13, ignore your subconscious success sabotage patterns. They'll go away by themselves. They will not. They are ingrained in your subconscious mind and they will continue to repeat themselves. How do you know? You will see the patterns play out in your business. Number 14, ignore your nervous system. I'm going to have to pick Muppy up. She's chewing on everything. She's gone into psycho puppy mode, okay? Ignore your nervous system. The afferent nerves in your body have no impact on the thoughts you think. I am very proud that I have spent a lot of the last couple of years working on my nervous system. And also, most recently, I have become certified as a neurological fitness trainer, okay, in a process with an app called NeuroFit. And you will hear me talk about this so a lot coming up now. It's one of the core pillars that I work um, on with women. It's in all of my uh, mentors, one-to-one mentorship work and it's also going into my signature six-month experience which I'm going to be relaunching soon. I'm so excited to be creating a lay of nervous system exercises, practical like short three-minute exercises combined with mindset work because there is a group of nerves called afferent nerves that make up 80% of the nervous system and they have what's called a bottom-up approach. They directly affect the way we think. And if we don't work with the nervous system, 
then we are and we just try and change our thoughts, we get stuck in patterns. And we wonder why is it why is it not changing? I'm doing all the mindset work, I'm journaling, I'm writing affirmations out. Why is it not changing? Because you have to work with the nervous system. I'm so looking forward to building out this library because I'm going to be able to combine somatic, which is body-based, somatic practices with limiting beliefs, okay, and also desires to be able to help you to wire your nervous system, okay, to wire the nerves in your system to be able to attract or repel that reality, okay? So we're going to work on shifting belief patterns. Oh, my God. But if you can hear my puppy growling, she's um, growling at a cord right now, okay? So that 14 was ignore your nervous system because the afferent nerves in your body have no impact on the thoughts you think. 15, buy yet another journal. A fresh journal will guarantee your success. This ties in with do more mindset work. You do not need another journal, okay? The journal is irrelevant. You want to buy a journal because if you like journaling, go for it. But it is not the answer. Trust me, as someone who's sitting here with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about 25 journals in her office full of stuff, the most powerful transformations I've experienced have come reprogramming my subconscious success sabotage patterns and working on my nervous system every single time, okay? So you want to have your least successful year in business, go get another journal, okay? Number 16, trade for money. The most successful people in the world all do it. (laughs) No, they do not, okay? We cannot stay in these models of trading time for money, okay? It is old. It is outdated. It does not work. You are capped and limited every single time. Number 17, blame the economy. This is easy to do. There is a, you, If you switch on the news for even just a second, the talk about the financial situation across the world globally is not exactly positive right now, and it is easy to blame the economy. Okay, but if you're blaming the economy, you're probably getting into blame in other areas. So blame the economy. In fact, just get into blame that I promise you it will get you nowhere. Okay, blame will get you nowhere. It will be a slippery slope to your least successful year in business, I'm telling you. 18, say what everyone wants to hear. Boring brings in the money. <laughs> True. Okay, like particularly now, you know, the whole conversation about the economy, I'm going to tell you, it is not, I'm I'm a believer that we have to be aware of what is going on. We have to be nimble in terms of what's going on in the economy. But particularly now when the economy and people are a little bit more sensitive with spending their money, you just blending in with the crowd and being boring is not going to call your people in for them to trust you and invest in your work and the solution that you offer, okay? So if you want to have the least successful business this year, say what everyone wants to hear, okay? Be boring. Number 19, implement the same strategy as the latest success story coach. Her version of success is totally the same as yours. This is a big one for me, okay? This is a core component. If you want fulfilling success, you're going to have to find a strategy that works for you, is aligned with your values, your vision, and your lifestyle, okay? Don't just get lulled in to this, oh, my God, I just hit my highest cap ever. Let me tell you all about it, okay? Let me tell you what you've got to do, okay? Don't get lulled into that. 
that will distract you and take you off your path. Number 20, second guess your decisions just in case they don't work out. It's so much easier to be right than to be all in and fail. (laughs) Oh my goodness, how much time do we spend doubting? I'm telling you right now, second guessing your decisions is a slippery slope towards your least successful year in business. Be all in on your decisions, self-guarantee them, okay? 21, try and be a different human design profile. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I laughed when I wrote this one down, okay? I have been journeying into learning about studying human design, implementing it, integrating it, coaching people on it for a number of years now. I cannot tell you how many times people have come to me and said, I wish I was a generator. I wish I was a manifester. Manifestor saying, I wish I was a generator. I wish I had more energy. I wish I was a different energy type. I have been there. Let me tell you, okay, where it just feels so much easier for the other energy. It's so much easier for her. She's successful. Oh my God, she's a manifestor. She just gets to initiate and perform. It's so much easier for her. And then the manifestors who are being embodying being a manifestor are like, oh my God, I just don't want to just initiate. I hate this. I just want to let the universe direct me. Okay, it's, we all go through this, all right? We all go through this. All right, it is not easier for other energy types. It is easier for you to embody your own human design profile. You cannot work against your own energy, all right? Try and work against your own energy. I promise you, again, a slippery slope to your least successful and definitely your most burnt out year ever, I promise you. 22, be impatient. Patience is for losers, <laughs> Oh my goodness, my kids have um, the Pig the Pug series books and I just heard that line, um, he, you know, he talks about something is for losers and, in the book and just took me back to that anyway. But patience is for losers. Be impatient. Play the short game. Be impatient. Come on, why hasn't it happened right now? What's going on? What's going on? promise you, if you are impatient, you will make bad decisions. Bad decisions will lead to bad results. We need to be patient. Number 23, speaking of decisions, make decisions from your wounded self, not your CEO self. Okay, this is very important, particularly with what is going on collectively. If you are triggered by your business not being where you want it to be, clients not saying yes to your work, and you start making decisions, oh my God, I can't launch this program, oh my God, I shouldn't sell it, or whatever it is. Oh, I can't, my, this isn't going to work. I can't run this. I can't price at this. You are making decisions from wounded self. And all you will do is perpetuate your sabotage patterns in your business. It's all that will happen. You will just keep seeing those patterns happen over and over and over again. You want to be making decisions from your CEO self, not your wounded self. 24, go it alone because it's so much more fun <laughs> said whenever. Oh, honestly, having strong, solid mentorship at any level is so important, so important when you are wanting to have your most successful year in business, okay? Going alone is absolutely a recipe for things to just be harder than they need to be. That is the truth, okay? All right. Five, prioritize money over time because money is finite and you are immortal. <laughs> hate to tell you, but we kind of got that mixed up. I know we don't want to talk about it, but at some point, 
you are going to leave this earth. You're going to go back into the energetic form. You're going to leave this bag of skin and bones. You're going to die. We have a finite amount of time. And that isn't said to you to be like, oh, my God, must hurry up. It's like just awareness. Like, yeah, right. What am I waiting for? And same with money. We, we get this around the wrong way all of the time. Okay? We become impatient. We think money is going to run out. Money is infinite. It is infinite. But you are mortal. That is the truth. Number 26, you can do it all. This is a big one for high-achieving women. I have to say this is huge. It's like, yes, I have to do it all. I can do it all. Let me take it all on. Okay, that for the most part is a dysregulated nervous system state. Overwhelm is a state of dysregulation that a lot of high-achieving women find themselves in because they are so focused on productivity, so focused on I want to have it all, so I've got to do it all. Their worth is deeply attached to what they do as well. You can do it all, all right? If you are in that mindset, let me tell you, be prepared for unfulfilling, lackluster success this year. So they are the 26. Okay, go back and listen to this episode again. Maybe you'll have some time to write some of them down. If you didn't have time to write them down, that's okay. I'm going to post the link in the show notes to the Facebook post um, and also the Instagram reel post as well where I have shared these on my socials where you can go in and you can actually just look at them, think about what you would add, think about what you would take away. But as I said, this is on the method called the inverted thinking method. You know, when I look at this, I'm like, all right, I have a roadmap here. I can look at this and go, okay, number one, stay the same. All right, I've got to change. I have to change within me. So I know now that's really important for me. If I go down to some of the practices, like sell your programs, not your method. So I have to sell my method, not my programs. What's my method? Okay, the method, the fulfilled entrepreneur formula. Okay, my success, my subconscious success sabotage patterns method. My six patterns. That's what I talk. You're going to hear me talk about those things so much more. So you know, no matter what, if you decide to work with me at any level, just know they're the things that I'm going to help you with. I'm going to help you with subconscious work. I'm going to help you with nervous system work. I'm going to help you with human design. They are my methods. Okay. I know that if I get into the the space of just creating boring content, like it's just glossed over. This is an example of that. You're not going to see a lot of people talking about the 26 ways to be unsuccessful this year. Okay. So, as I said, take a look at these. I encourage you to go through this process for yourself. Look at your goal. Think about the opposite of that. Think about all the pitfalls. Come up with a list of all the things you would do if you were going to have your most unsuccessful. You weren't going to hit your income goals this year. And then you will be left with a list of things to be aware of and to avoid. And it will start to give you a very clear roadmap. Because you can also turn all of those things into things to do as well. Like you can take number 24, go it alone. All right, mentorship at the level that I want. What does that look like? All right, I know if I want to have my most successful year, I need to invest in mentorship. Okay, 22, be impatient. Be patient. Very simple. Change my relationship with time. 
you can see how I start to get a list of the things to focus on to be successful. Okay. All right. We made it. I was unsure. My puppy was having a moment. She's chewed every leaf, leaf, I should say, leaf on my um, office plant. <laughs> she has chewed on the cords behind my desk, but we made it to the end. I hope this episode has helped you. Listen, I have been encouraging you to go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review, but I have just been reading some information that that is not really helpful. <laughs> so here's the thing. Please go ahead and rate and review. Who knows? Hopefully it does help. Here's what actually really helps. What helps the most is you sharing this episode on your social platform. That's what helps the most. You sharing this with a friend. Okay. Something's brought you over to this episode. Help me uh, pay this forward. If this episode's helped you, pay this forward to somebody else and share this episode. Share it on your socials. Share it to a friend. Share it to your business bestie. Share it with your partner. Share it with whoever you know that's in business that would benefit, that, that also wants to be successful and deeply fulfilled in their business. Not just this year, but in the years after. Help me out to help other people, okay, and help me pay this forward as well. I love creating this content for you. Podcasting is one of my deepest passions, but sharing information like this to really empower you is my deepest passion. So I hope this has helped you. I hope this has served you. And I will see you for another episode. Oh, excuse me. My throat went funny. I will see you for another episode really soon.